This will be our 81st entry. I know we started in like 1917. Seeing it really take shape is probably the best part. How would you describe your 2013 Sierra Madre Rose Boat? The float is a huge kite. It is 16 feet across, 26 feet in length, that will be flying like a kite out in front of the float, followed by three rainbows. The way a float is designed is interesting, and the way it's built is even more interesting. The person who designed the concept, her name is Maria Murray, and she and a lady that she knows that did the actual drawing had submitted it, and it was a good idea, but we weren't sure. And Charles Meyer happened to be here with us when we were going through, and he said, let me sketch something. How about something like this with a great big kite? It was like, ooh. You design what you call your 100% float, and then you build as much of it as you can before the parade. There'll be four bluebirds sitting on it, and there are multiple stars on each rainbow. And the title, The Sky's the Limit, means that you can do anything you want in life and set your goals and go for it, because the sky's the limit. This particular float is probably going to be well over 90%. In mid-July, the Sierra Madre Rose Float Association's float barn was already humming with activity. Who you see here is essentially the group that is here on a regular basis. It comes to about 11 of us, 11, 12 of us. A few years ago, about 10, 12 years ago, when my kids were much younger, the ad came on TV, if you want to work on a float, call this number. And we thought when our kids were of an age that they might enjoy it. So we called and they said, Sierra Madre needs your help. We had just moved down in 2002 in November and I took some boxes down to a recycling center and saw all this commotion going up and down this little access road and went to see what the commotion was about and what it was was that's the site where the Sierra Madre Rose Float Association builds their float. So this very lovely lady said, you know, you can come and help build it too. Back in the year 2000, one of the guys that was in charge of building the float was in need of some help and actually my brother-in-law was up here and he told my husband and my husband came up and helped him. And he says, Sierra Madre is probably just plain not gonna make the parade. And we came down to see Dougie here at Sierra Madre. I walked in and they had this whole fire engine built. And I says, well, so what do you need? He says, well, I need a mountain behind the fire engine. So I, I just basically took a foot tour of the barn and took a look at what he had to work with came back and says, okay, we'll do it. How tall do you want it? And he says, as tall as you can make it. And I came up and helped in the deco end, and we've been here ever since. So we called the number they gave us for Sierra Madre and had a good experience. We did a lot in the one day. And the following year, we came back for one day. My brother was in town for Christmas. And then after that, we came back for two or three days during deco week, and it turned out being the whole week, we would bunk with Bonnie and Dave culture. Robert, how'd you first get involved with the Sierra Madre Rose Float? I met Bonnie, and she recruited me when I was volunteering with the Arboretum. We become a family, and my house becomes kind of a central place. The city is not the sponsor of this float. Many people don't realize that. We're an independent float association. In mid-July, the Sierra Madre Rose Float Association's float barn was already humming with activity. 
a float like we have this year, one of the issues will be the deck will be a very tight, vialed flower deck. Volunteer coordinator Bonnie Culture was already thinking about the logistics of getting people in place to get that float decorated. You can't suspend people floating in the air to work on it, so the amount of people at the end that physically can work on the float is very, very limited. This float is in good shape right now. I'd say we're on target to be able to get ready for the deco side of it, which includes the screening, putting the metal screen over all the areas that will have floral and dry goods. Director of Decoration Case Sappington was also looking ahead. We're just ready to place our, we will be ready to place our floral order. I'll have like 8,500 irises, probably over 10,000 white carnations for the clouds, about 500 Cattleya orchids, so it ranges about two to three pages. Head of Construction Dick Sappington talked about the progress his crew had made. We've got about 35% of the clouds done, a like amount of the deck finished. Yesterday I screened a cloud, but we don't want to do it too early because there will be welding above it, and so the dingleberries that fall from the weld may put the holes in the screen, which would make me have to go and repair it. What are some of the challenges to welding something like the sky's the limit? Well, I'm still new at this, so they've got an idea of where to take all the, you know, clouds and things like that that we're putting on there. But I'm just kind of doing what I'm told. <laughs> new volunteer Robert Herman said he was learning a new skill in his work on the sky's the limit. I didn't actually weld until I got here. Uh, I didn't know anything about bending metal or, you know, the only thing I've done in shop is maybe some woodwork, and that's about it. About the year we did the Wonder of Reading, my daughter was 15, that was seven years ago, and she wanted to learn how to weld. So we knew that they would teach her here. So then we started to come up on a weekly basis. During that July visit, volunteer and watcher LaDonna Gay-Dosh said the sky's the limit had just passed an important milestone. Yesterday we were here, we stayed overnight Friday because we had a test and my husband and I were the handlers for the float. The handler gives signals to the float driver to move the float in precarious spots, like down the driveway, away from vehicles, make sure it safely gets to the road so nobody gets hurt and the float doesn't get hurt. LaDonna said that first test run had been a good one. Driving-wise, we did really well. We have a few other minor issues to take care of, but the road trip was flawless. And during a return trip to Sierra Madre's float barn in mid-November, another trial run appeared to go flawlessly as well. The construction crew drove the float out of the barn to test the animation on that kite. It appeared to go very well, with the kite making left and right turns in the air. In addition, we're just starting to get volunteers on a regular basis. So right now, we're trying to get a schedule done so that when we have groups who are offering to come, we can fit them in at the most suitable time. Being all volunteer, we're at the mercy of who comes to help. I don't mind screening. It's a love-hate relationship because you get poked by the screen, you get glue on your fingers, but it's satisfactory to know how, you know, what it looks like when you've got the screen on it and it's a whole three-dimensional figure. Best experience? For once, having a few extra people on construction and being a 
from our average point of view, figuring that we usually manage about a 75% float, being far enough along to be looking at a 90% float. That's that's an incredible experience. That's the first time for us. We were trying to figure out how to get in touch with like-minded people. The only thing we could come up with as a criteria or as a, a common factor was they have to be a little insane. You know, so there's that. Really, it's been, I guess, just making friends, making new friends, and also just getting a lot of help with welding and learning how to put this all together. People come back year after year, and that's the community that is in Sierra Madre. This is Dot Cannon for Lancer Radio.